Hi, my name is Barry Sterling Mitchell. I produced the Sterling Net Point Power Rankings and the Bias Plus Reports, and this is Ben and Barry on football. Hello out there. This is Ben Dickerson, your co-host. It's getting closer and closer to the real deal, brother. We got OTAs out of the way, rookie camps out of the way. Real training camp will be starting soon. Still some negotiations with contracts going on and a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, what do we got to work, uh, talk to, talk about today? <laughs> well, you know, we're gonna go back to the Ben and Barry on football page where we put up, you know, a number of articles and things of that nature. But as usual, before we get started with the real football, there is a basketball finals in play. What are you thinking? I already said if they if the Celtics didn't win the last game, that it was going to go seven. I'm still taking Celtics in seven. Celtics in seven. Yes. I talked to our friend Mark Russell today. I called him the great predictor because he said Celtics in six. So he's pretty much already down in flames. But it was close. It's close. It's close. You know, it is interesting to see the Celtics talk about, you know, having breakdowns in discipline. You know, and their ability to handle the deal with the refs and, you know, getting out of focus and things of that nature. Um, and hearing it from the coach who also got a tech, you know, uh, during that last game. So uh, that that's very interesting. I, I, I generally talk about the team with the stronger team concept usually will win when the talent, you know, is equitable. You know, you got talent on both sides in this situation. But I wasn't sure about who had the stronger team concept. I actually really like the Celtics coach. I think, you know, he's pretty strong. You know what I mean? And they, I think they have a good team concept. Um, it looks as if Wiggins has raised the team concept for the Warriors back to real Warrior level, especially considering that Clay is not really, you know, splashing like he used to right now. So it, it is interesting. They say, you know, he's quiet. He came in. He fit right in. He, you know, he's he was always a top player, but he's adding a lot, you know, to their game right now. What do you think about that? Well, I heard somebody say, and I can't remember who it was, but I agree with them 100%. The Golden State Warriors organization has a way of allowing players to do what they do best and not try to make them into something that they're not. And that's why Wiggins is thriving now where he was looking like a bust at one time when he was with Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, I must commend Steve Kerr and the rest of the organization for that. Um, in fact, he's playing so well that this whole quest for not only the Warriors to win, but for Curry to be the MVP of the finals could just go up in smoke because Wiggins right now is playing at an MVP level in this series. He's getting 20 and 10 every game. He's the most consistent, positive influence on this team, game after game after game. And he's been strong throughout the entire playoffs, but in this, these finals, he's really excelling. So... And he's, playing, and he's playing defense on sometimes their top guy, you know? Right. 
Yeah, so you know yeah. that's that's part of the whole package. Right, okay. right. The right. rebounds, the defense, um, the scoring that people didn't think he had, his little mid-range playing under the basket very well. Uh, kid's young, he can move, he can score. And he'll hit a three on you too. But yeah, and sometimes you'll see players uh, on certain teams and it doesn't look like they're playing well and you wonder why. And then you see them go to another team and you do see them playing well and they start doing things that you didn't even know they were capable of. There's a comf comfortability aspect, you know what I mean? And I think he's at that point right now in his career. And that's why he's playing so well and doing so many things well. And doesn't have to worry about being the focal point of the team or being the star. No pressure. It's no pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 been interesting. Um, like I told people, I you know, I'm a Bulls fan, so I don't really have a team in this. I, I would probably lean toward rooting for the Warriors only because they have Philly roots, and I'm not really a homer in generally, you know. Um, but uh, I do like Curry. You know what I mean? And I'd like to see him get you know, whatever he can get. I think he's just eminently likable. He's a great guy, great ambassador for the game um, as well. And this is what I think is funny, Benny. Watching TV today, Mari Stoudemire. Yes. He's saying tonight Curry could go. What did he call it? Well, he was talking about Curry going off for 50 <laughs> something like that. Possible. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. He gets in the groove, you know, but that's what he, that's, that's what he said he's looking for tonight. So I said, that's interesting. <laughs> see, Curry. I don't, you don't see that. No, I don't see it. I think he, I see him having an average game for him. I see Clay Thompson going off and they still lose. Okay. All right. All right. See Clay Thompson go off and they still lose. Well, it'd be interesting to see Clay go off. What do you mean by go off for Clay? What's Clay averaging? Do you have any idea right Clay's now? Barely, uh, I don't know exactly. I could be wrong, but as far as I can tell, he's barely getting 20 a game, maybe on average. Um, which isn't which isn't terrible. That's that's great. You know, oh, he said barely getting 20. That's what you said, right? Barely getting 20, right. But but Wiggins is getting 20 every game, okay? And every time they talk about the Warriors, they say the two greatest shooters possibly of all time. When you say that, and then you say the guy's average is 20, it doesn't fit. You know what I mean? Now, if he gets 36, 38 tonight, I would consider that a go-off, considering what he's done so far this series. But I think the Celtics will still win. And they will win game seven. Going Celtics for the series still, eh? Sticking with the Celtics, yes. I don't like to change. Interesting, interesting. All right. All right, Benny, you know, I'm doing some information, I'm doing some research, right? And looking at different stuff. And, you know, on my Niners, we have two uh, two players 
who are fifth-year option players. You're talking about Nick Bosa, right, and Debo Samuels. And they so that means they both have a year sort of of contract. They're under contract, you know what I mean? Right. It, it was funny. I, I, I started thinking to myself, I wonder if at some point these um, – these, well, I'm going to say the NFL, when they're putting these contracts together, but mm-hmm. they're going to put a poison pill in for the guys who get to their fifth-year option and then all of a sudden now they want something more and different, you know? So I'm looking, poison pill being, you know, I, and I don't know what that could be, but I mean, you know, if you're going to hold, if you have a contract, you're under contract, we have this option for you to fifth year. Now all of a sudden you don't, you know, you don't want to show up to, you know, mini camp, you don't want to practice, you're not going to do this and all of this kind of stuff, because you want the extension beyond the fifth year, you know. So a poison pill would be something that would avoid that. But then as I'm doing some research, um, I'm noticing that I found out that there's a whole nother part of this fifth year option that I had not really understood. So I'm at um over the cap dot com right we're looking here at what's called fifth year option projections and the first thing that jumped out to me was that the fifth year option was actually part of the collective bargaining agreement for the nflpa the union and you know you tend to think about you know contract negotiation as being you know between the player and the team but that third-party contract uh, from the union is also playing a part in what's being offered. Mm. And that kind of threw me a little bit. So then I come here over at Cap and I'm looking and I'm seeing where in the union situation, they have actually, let me move this here. There's actually four payment levels or contract levels available and there's criteria for these four. So I'll just read it right here again. You have people who are listening on a podcast and it says here the 2020 collective bargaining agreement allows for teams to exercise a fifth year option for players drafted in the first round as an addition to the standard four year rookie contract, article seven, Section 7G provides for four different tiers of salary for the fifth year option calculated as follows, okay? So you got basic playtime, one Pro Bowl, and greater than one Pro Bowl. (laughs) So as you can see, if you look at the chart to the right, for Kyler Murray, who's, you know, with the Cardinals position at quarterback, they have the green, the, the greater than one Pro Bowl highlighted in green, and excuse me, 29,703,000. Now, the one Pro Bowl was 27,186. The playtime was 22,384, uh, and the basic was 19,646. So between the basic at 19 and the pro and the greater than one Pro Bowl, that's $10 million differential right there just looking across it at for quarterbacks now again 
the different uh, positions have different, you know, um, levels that they're paid for for the position itself. When you look over to the left, you see basic. So a player who now this is this is real contract language. This will take you back to our days with the phone company and all the CWA contracts and all the stuff. Players who do not meet any of the requirements below will be eligible for a fifth year base salary calculated from the average of the third to the 25th highest salaries at their position over the past five seasons. <laughs> the average. Okay, so, so basic means just that. Yeah, you don't qualify for any of the playtime, the Pro Bowl, or the Pro. So if you don't qualify for any of those three, you're left at basic pretty much. So to qualify for the Pro Bowl, you have to make a Pro Bowl. Exactly. Okay. Now, let me mention, I thought it was interesting that it was the Pro Bowl and not all pro. No. No. All pro is way harder to make. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, they actually, it was helpful toward the, 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 you know, the player to say Pro Bowl, but, and th this is, you'll see in the Pro Bowl, they, they, there's some other stuff. Let's look at playtime real quick, which is the second tier. And playtime, it says, these players will be eligible for a fifth-year base salary calculated from the average of the third to the 20th. So now playtime, your, 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 your amount goes up because you're not going down to the 25th highest. You're only going down to the 20th. Third to the 20th highest salary at their position over the past five seasons. All right, so you got five years worth of salaries here. I mean, it's, you, gotta, you need a computer anyway to calculate this stuff. Provided that their snap counts over the first three seasons meets one, meets one of the following three card criteria. So they had to either have 75% or greater in two of their first three seasons, an average of 75 or greater over all three seasons, or at least 50% or greater over all three seasons. Which makes perfect sense. That measures your value to the team. Well, this is this again, this is what the uh, the union, you know, that's part, this is how they negotiated. So right. now it, now, when you think about it, you know, uh, the, the agent sitting down with the team the, trying to negotiate a salary, you know, or a contract for a, uh, a rookie, you know, this is this now comes into play in right. terms of what they're thinking, you know, about when they do this. Now, again, it's the fifth year option. And because it's a fifth year option, you know, they're not contracting to say what they're going to get in the fifth year. So they're going to get everything they mostly up front, but now this fifth-year option comes, and this is where a lot of the, the the players now right. But they but they help themselves by making a Pro Bowl or two or whatever, and let's by talk, let's talk about the Pro Bowl. It says here five to fifty percent of the. Go ahead. One Pro Bowl players who are named to exactly one Pro Bowl. On the original ballot, not as an alternative, will be eligible for a fifth-year base salary equal to the transition tender at their position. Now you go into a whole nother chart, and I'm going to go to that chart in a minute. 
But let's go to the multiple Pro Bowls, which is next. And it says here, players who are named to two or three Pro Bowls on the original ballot, not as an alternative, will be eligible for a fifth year base salary equal to the franchise tender at their position. So am I to assume that when they mention franchise tender, they're talking about the same rules that apply if they want to put a franchise tag on another on a veteran player? Kind of, sort of. It's all charted out. And again, remember I said I wanted to see, you know, what these values are, especially the franchise tag for the different positions. So here is that information nicely put together. So in the first one, if you make one Pro Bowl and you're the quarterback, that transition tag is is valued at 20 well for 2022 is valued at 27 million 186,000. In 2023 the transition tag will be 28 million 337. So like you think about a Lamar Jackson, right? He's made probably more than one pro bowl. So for his fifth year option, they they would offer him 29.7. And he'd look at the top quarterbacks in the league and say, they're making 40, buddy. <laughs> I'm not coming to practice. <laughs> well, they're not making 40 for one year. Well, in, in Aaron Rodgers' case, he's making 50 for like. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, you're right. You probably, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so there you have a, a, a differential in what, you know, in, in the, uh, what the top guys are making. Now, I don't know. I'm looking at this chart, and I don't know if the signing of an Aaron Rodgers would change these numbers, and maybe this chart needs to be updated. Not quite sure. Uh, overthecap.com is pretty much on top of things um but 29.7 does not look like the average of the top five friend, uh quarterback salaries not at the moment no not at the moment so uh and again remember uh, well however you know this could be calculated a little bit different but i'm not quite sure in any event i thought it was interesting to see and also to have an opportunity to, again, kind of look at the different valuations. Let's look at 2022 through the positions on the franchise tag side. So we might as well go, that's the highest paid. So your quarterback is 29,703,000. The next highest right underneath is the linebacker. 18,702,000. Wide receivers are coming in at 18,419,000. Your D end is coming in at 17,8. Your D tackle is coming in at 17,3. Your cornerback at 17,2. Your O line at 16,6. 6. Your safeties are making 12,9. What did they just sign Minka Fitzpatrick for? I don't know how much, but he did just sign. 
Yeah. He's the highest paid safety now. Yeah, yeah. So again, that's that just happened. I know these charts couldn't have been updated with that no. already. Safeties are making more than tight ends. I'm surprised. But again, you know, thanks to people like Kittle and Kelsey, that's going to change, I believe. Or at least maybe it'll increase. I don't know if it's going to make more than safeties, but tight ends are coming in at 10.9 million. There's your running back at 9.5, almost six, 9,570,000. And your um, ST, what's that? Special teamer. Kickers. Special teamer. All the out of position. That's the whole. Kickers and kick returners. As everybody. Yes. Everybody on special team. I'm like, what position is that? Anyway, 5.2 million there for the franchise tag. And, and, and the funny thing is, therein lies the challenge for Adebo Samuels, who is a cross between a wide receiver, and as you can see, they're at 18.4 million, and a running back who is at 9.5 million, you know. That wear and tear really brings the value of the running back down. Huh? I, I don't, I don't look at him as a cross between two positions. He's a wide receiver that's been schemed up to to run out of the backfield. That's he's 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 not a cross. He's not a running back. I think that the that, that again, you might not look at him at that way. But the question is, is the league, and especially the Niners, are they looking at them that way? Well, of course, the Niners are going to look at them that way. And, and, and again, as I said to you, even on Madden, in the updated version, he's the backup running back. He's literally listed on the depth chart behind that's, Mitchell. That's a shame. That's, really <laughs> a shame. that's a shame. They look at a guy's skill set and they say, you know what? You can help us win games if we put these certain plays into our game plan. And you come out there and you bust your ass and you do this stuff and you're successful at it and you help the team and then they try to use it against you in salary negotiations. That's horrible. That's horrible. And it makes it easier. Even more so, if you're trying to be a free agent, the rest of the league is looking at you that way. But it's the same thing, I think, again, the challenge with Lamar Jackson. You know, you're a quarterback, but you're running the ball as much as your running backs. That's going to devalue you, you know, because they're, you're kind of that combo, you know, in reality. If you're running, the, you know, if you're running – you know, like a normal out-of-the-pocket guy and every once in a while breaks down and you take advantage and you take off, that's one thing. But if they're scheming you to run, <laughs> you know, that's a whole nother, that, that puts you in a whole nother ballpark right there. So uh, I think but I, I like seeing that chart because it, it kind of brought out the distinction between the positions and how they're valued in the league. So you don't get a chance to see that all the time and start, you know, um, definition like that. All right. Anything else on that? No, just that uh, that can't be up to date, but it's pretty close. Yeah, it, it, at least it's relative position to position, and that's yeah, the a main. Lot of, a lot of guys have just signed some really big deals 
at different positions that are going to completely change those numbers. And uh, again, this is part of uh, um, union contract language. So that update might not happen until the contract changes. You know? That's a possibility. Yeah, yes, it's, it gets to be a little crazy. All right, let's talk a couple fun things. First off, we have a Super Bowl halftime controversy. Already? Oh, man, already, already. So apparently, J-Lo was the headliner, right? OK. But they brought in Shakira. <laughs> okay. And and J Lo in an interview or at some point on camera said that having two performers was the worst idea in the world. After the last Super Bowl where they had five. Dude, I don't remember <laughs> the how, how many, when's the last time they only had one? Okay. But in addition to that, because she brought in them, she brought in, she's like, do you you don't really need two Latinas to to get across the message that one can do, right? So oh, that she went there with it. Sounds now, like she's hating. In addition, in addition to that, apparently she had planned for her daughter to do a song from within a cage. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to highlight the border problems where they're holding people in the border. Okay. She's not Mexican? Hispanic. Okay, but she's so, not Mexican. But 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 the main thing is this. This is a halftime show that apparently JLo wants to use to make a political statement. Okay, she's like about to be out of here. saying, oh, we didn't uh <laughs> You know, <laughs> messing up. You know? So I'm like, could J-Lo be left. Super Bowl halftime? That was why I had to ask that question. First <laughs> of all, if she wanted to do that, she should have never said it. She should have never brought it up. You got to spring these things on people. Like, like last year, I think they said 50 Cent wasn't even supposed to be on there. They brought him in at the last minute. It came out in in the in the practices. You know, they had to. I guess they had to coordinate that into it somewhere. Okay, okay. You know, so you know, because you're you're not talking about her just walking up on stage with a mic. You're talking about her in in a cage or in a, some kind of. Yeah, I get. It. <coughs> you That's know, not gonna fly. A kid in a cage. You know, the NFL halftime show. It's like, uh, come on, Jay. That's yeah, it's a little bit of a downer. You want to make a political statement, do that on your own dime. <laughs> knock yourself out. We're going to pay you a whole bunch of dimes, and you can go ahead and, and knock yourself out. So that's going to be very interesting. All right, that was one thing I wanted to share. This is something, Benny, that I, I, I <laughs> you know, I thought about you. Can you see this picture? He had to take Winnie the Pooh to dinner. Yeah, he had to take a stuffed animal to dinner. Okay. That was his punishment. Here it is. 
Okay. Because he was the last place in his fantasy league. Okay. <laughs> That's you guys have anything like that? Nah, not really. The only the only uh thing we have is if you come in last place in a league where we have a live draft, then you have to work the draft board. Every time people make picks, you gotta find the sticker with the guy's name on it and stick it up on the draft board. Oh yeah? Yeah, that's that's the last place finisher's job. You become the draft board technician, which is a job that nobody likes. <laughs> it takes away from your concentration on who you're picking. All right, all right. Well, if you were the NFL, wouldn't you make the uh, the, the the Super Bowl champion win that so you'd have parity in the league? You can take away from the top guys concentration so the bottom guys have a chance to win. Just we do it just like the NFL. If you win, you pick last. Yeah, but you said that this is a different a job though. No, this is an actual job yeah. on draft night. All the players' names come on stickers on sheets of paper. So when it's somebody's pick, they say, I pick so-and-so. You have to find the paper, pull the sticker off, and stick it up on the draft board. And then the person picks next, says who they want. And then you have to find the sticker. And then people harass you all night. You're moving too slow. <laughs> How many, what did he say? Who did he take? I can't find the sticker. Come on, man. Get your act together. It's a pain in the ass job. And that's what you get if you come in last. Coming in last. <laughs> I saved you right. The first thing I want to do is say happy birthday to Joe Montana. St. Joe, as we would call him. When I say we, I'm talking about Niner Nation, baby. Yes. This is St. Joe. And he's actually um, given a, uh, a lesson on how to throw a football. Have you had a chance to see this, this technique and everything he's talking about? Yeah, I took a look at it. I also have seen uh, some tutorials that he has up on YouTube from back in his playing days. Really? Yes. You watch a lot more YouTube than, than I do relative to, you know, watching old football stuff. You know what I mean? And so I, I've noticed that because usually you'll say, I've seen such and such on YouTube. I've watched this on YouTube. I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. I guess I'm so busy editing our stuff and putting it up on YouTube. I don't really have time to watch anybody else's stuff. We are on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Ben and Barry on football. Just search us now. We're in the search engine. You can find us. Um, all right. So, Benny, I saw this, and I know as a, a fantasy guy, you're interested in all the positions that produce points for you. Correct. And I'm looking at this Chiefs offense by position, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, how do they transition what they do now that Tyreek is gone? And, um, you know, you, you've got a number of new receivers, Juju Smith. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is the fast guy. Well, I don't know. Is he faster than McCole Hartman? No, there's no, no way he's faster than Hartman. Say that again? There's no way he's faster than Hartman. 
out of that wide receiver group, who do you think is the fastest? Hardman. Hardman is the fastest? No doubt about it. Okay, okay. Except for possibly Sky Moore, a rookie coming in could possibly be just as fast. I believe he had a really great 40 time at the combine. But it remains to be seen how football fast he is running routes and what have you. Right, exactly, exactly. Now, Ben, Josh Gordon, what Josh, what Josh Gordon is this? Bro, this is Josh Gordon 7.9. Jesus. Josh Gordon's been in the league, hasn't played. I don't even know if he stopped smoking weed yet. Like, he's on the team, so he must be passing his tests. Uh, but but he hasn't put anything up on the field. So it's hard to say what you're going to get from him. Right now, looking at their wide receiver group, uh, you have J Juju Smith-Schuster, who's basically proven himself to be a possession receiver. Valdez Scantling, who's possibly a deep threat. And McCole Hardman, who is also a deep threat. I don't know how this is going to work out for them. I think they need to keep their fingers crossed on Sky Moore and hope he turns out to be as good as advertised. Uh, of course, you still got Travis Kelsey, so that helps. Now, I'm looking at, at the running back group here, and uh, I'll tell you what right now. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones uh, Bucks? was supposedly be was supposed to be the heir apparent with the Buccaneers. They seem to have tired of waiting for him to put together the type of season where they could see his actual true potential begin to show. Um, injuries and what have you kind of kind of stunted his growth a little bit. It was Hilaire just when he was beginning to come on last season, fell prey to some injuries also. But while he was hurt, Derek Gore actually showed some pretty good potential. So they might not be too bad off at the running back position. That's, that's a nice little group there, little three-headed monster they may be able to use. I'm more worried about the wide receiver group. These guys are going to have to prove themselves if they're going to carry this offense the way they were carried by uh, Tyreek. Well, this is going to be an interesting uh, opportunity for Biennemi to show some uh, ability to, to, you know, pivot and, and come up with his own level of creativity. Or that's true. For him, is that everybody's going to say it's Andy Reid's offense? So he's. I think part that's part of the challenge. You know, whose offense is it? Who's calling the plays? Who knows? Well, it's a, it was a lot easier when you had. Tyreek and Kelsey playing together because Kelsey was your sure thing, run a great route, catch the ball every time, move the sticks guy. And Tyreek was your, I'm going to explode on you at any moment, whether I catch a five-yard pass or I catch a bomb. And when you have two guys that are that good at what they do, it's a lot easier to coach your offense. Now that you have three guys that are going to have to actually fit into certain roles to make the entire passing game go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, the challenge with them. And like you said, we, it's a wait and see, you know, what they do with that, with that talent. Um, but uh, it's going to be interesting now, Ben. <laughs> 
you know they had the Madden official re reveal trailer. And then, you know, I didn't really pay much attention to it because, you know, they're, they're only going to tell you so much. You know what I mean? Right, right. You can't do anything. It's just a quick trailer. So you don't know if there's going to be big changes in the game itself? The funny thing is generally there's not big changes in the game itself. It's all of the stuff that they build around the game, all of the okay. special. You can play with the guy from 1935 or something like that. Oh, yeah, I know that. All yeah. that kind of stuff. And then you do have the franchise action where you can, you know, play the contracts and all of that type of the game. I'm on the field. I'm pretty much on the field. And remember I was telling you that I, you know, I finally was able to get somebody online to play. Right. 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 And I had gone, I think the last time we talked, I played two games, lost both of those games. Right. And part, it was two things that I found. I realized, you know, when I went in, I start the game and I look up and in one case it was, it was my offense, but it wasn't the defense. So I'm all of a sudden I'm playing with a defense that I don't know. Right. And I'm just, you know, Oh, right. The defenses that you had set up already were gone. Right. It, well, you're right. The, the generic level of defenses weren't available, only the team defense. Right? Okay. Okay. So, um, but you can take a team defense and you can make adjustments. You know what I mean? Okay. And customize it, which is really, right. you know. So I have a customized offense and I had a customized defense. And I'm going online and, and the controls are different. So I'm not knowing where to check to see if the defense or the offense I'm playing with is, you know, is, is uh, what I think I'm supposed to be playing with. <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, this is, this is what's hilarious about it. I told you, I said, I'm going to work on this defense. I'm going to put together a defense. And I had not, you know, I had been working offense so much and just using a generic defense, a couple of things that I liked and I was doing pretty good with it. But I said, okay, I got to take pick a team defense and I have to make, you know, make customize it. So I did that finally. I practiced with it. I ran some exhibition games. I'm playing against the computer, doing all that kind of stuff. I go online for game, I think it was game three. And I look up, I don't have my offense or my defense, <laughs> right? I had to find like one or two plays that were also in my and, and basically run with this stuff the whole game. So I what's love. making it go away when you go online? I, I didn't understand why all of a sudden, like the 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 customized offense was there earlier when I was, was online, was, but for some reason it it um, went back. It defaulted to the, the the Niners offense and defense, which wasn't because I don't use the Niners defense and I customized the offense. Right. So. It wasn't, you know, it was different, especially the defense. Finally, last night, I fire up a game. I look, I find out where, where my information is, verified. I have all my custom stuff in place. Boom, let's play, right? Fire up a game. Interestingly, the guy's playing with the Patriots. Okay. <laughs> you know? I mean, I played guys, you know, they're playing with the Chiefs, you know what I mean? That, right. that type of stuff. This guy's playing with the Patriots, so I'm really kind of intrigued. I was intrigued enough, I looked up, 
It was approximately less than a minute left in the first half. I'm down 13 nothing. <laughs> right? I'm running out of time. Yeah, I see it. I'm down 13 nothing. He kicks off to me, right? He, he, he missed the extra point. That's why it's 13. He kicks off to me. I have certain plays, like I said, that I know. And I set something up. And I, I was able to isolate Debo in the slot on his safety. And he played it pretty well, actually. You know, considering that I had to go 75 yards. You know, it was a kickoff, held in the end zone, went out to 25, 75 yards. But I think he underestimated Debo's speed. And he definitely underestimated Trey Lance's arm. Mm -hmm. Drop that thing, Benny. Boom, he looked up. It was 13-7, closing out the first half. <laughs> and I'm like, holy mackerel. Now I get the ball back, right? Second half, he's good. He's pretty good. And I noticed that but he was what he was doing, he's rolling to one side and throwing back to a, a tight end who was going cross field on the other side. So once I figured that out, I was able, because I knew my defenses down, to put some defenses together. We get down to the end of the game. He's driving again, less than a, a couple minutes left in the game. He's driving, he's in the red zone. He throws a pass, I pick it and take it like down to the 40. <laughs> okay. And score, end the game 14, 13, walk away with my first victory. I'm like, this is crazy. This is crazy. It was a good game. Though. I really enjoyed that. You know what I mean? So now I'm playing competition, not just playing against the computer. And, okay. you know, um, it, it, it really gets the, uh, what, the what, what's the, not endorphins, adrenaline. Right. It gets the adrenaline moving. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. Um, I thought this was hilarious. This is one of those memes. Oh, Brown investigation prior to signing Deshaun Watson. Browns, you do that shit? Watson, no. Browns, cool. Here's $230 million. <laughs> that Basically, that's what happened. That basically, that's that basically what happened. <laughs> it is basically what happened. They don't think he did it. Oh, my goodness. He says he didn't do it. So, okay, right. let's go. Here's your contract. That's you know? it. That's what happened. Now they're finding out, though, and I read this recently, that the team was providing him with non-disclosure forms or non some kind of forms where they can't like go back and either sue you or something like that. So now the team is actually implicated in what he did. And remember, I kept saying to you, we said, we said the team has everything that he wanted at the facility. Right. Didn't really need to go anywhere. Right. If you needed to get massaged and spied up, you know what I mean? You got a ultra high athletic facility at your full disposal. What right. can I tell you? They said they counted over time he has used 60 plus completely different masseuses, if that's the proper word masseuse masseuse is one masseuse <laughs> masseuse whatever the plural 
for masseuses. <laughs> Over 60 different females. Who does that? Deshaun Watson does that. And, and, does that even sound right to you? And, and the funny, well, 20 and 20, 20 plus is about a third of those right now are in on that. Um, and on the civil suit. And, and I always then his, then his attorney said something real goofy the other day, too. I heard that, but what did he say? Do you know? I, I I don't remember exactly, so I'll paraphrase the way I'll paraphrase phrase the way I understand it. If the guy asks you to come over and give him a massage, and then when he's done, he asks you for a happy ending and you say no. He didn't break any laws. Well, <laughs> break break any law. Um, again, there's two sets of laws. Criminally, that's what the criminal justice system agreed with. He didn't break any laws. You know, he didn't say if you don't, I'm not going to pay you. He didn't say you have to. He didn't say. I thought you knew that's what I meant. He didn't do any of that. All he did was say, hey, how about it? And they said no. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, he's again. Trying, the lawyer's trying to say that's cool. But to even make up that scenario makes it sound like that's what he was doing. Well, that's what he was doing. <laughs> no, you don't know that. We don't know. Well, according to the ladies, that's what he was doing. Okay. okay. And more. And well, they, but they're calling it harassment. Well, that's so what happened. If you and more, so the and more makes what he's saying ridiculous. Well, it, if you remember back, even in at, at the work situation, I mean, if you went to one of your coworkers and asked for a happy ending of some type, you'd be in all types of trouble. You know, right? You do that. You know, that would be sexual harassment. You know, sure would. So. You know, if they he's supposedly in a professional uh, relationship with these masseuse, um, then you know the same rules would might apply. I would, especially again, civil. It's civil. It's a whole nother set of laws. You know, when you're talking civil than criminal. So that's where it's going to be interesting. The main thing is that that the NFL has not come up with and said, we've gone through, we've investigated, we found this. So they're really- Supposedly I, I, their investigation is still going on. Is, really? I mean, how how much foot dragging is the NFL doing? You know? Gee, me, Chris. It's not foot dragging. Maybe there's that much. Maybe this thing is really a conundrum for them. I'm telling you, man, this is going to end badly. <laughs> I, I, it's, this is not going to end well. Well, I, I don't see it ending well. I really don't. With that being said, we are pretty much at the end of our show. <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be ugly, bro. It's gonna, but those no, those are not your last words, though. Your last words would be. Oh, my last words are definitely go knows. 